0: Hello, Real Nerds listeners. Once again, it's an exciting interview from our time spent at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Enjoy. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. Denver Comic-Con 2013. Continuing our award-winning series of interviews. Whoa. (laughs) We won an award? I've been away from the table a while. Things have changed. Totally. Uh, I'm Ryan, James, Brad, and we are sitting with...
1: Jesse Dubin of 8th Wonder Press.
0: Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Why don't you tell everybody what you're doing at Denver Comic-Con?
1: Well, um... Most immediately, we have a new anthology out called uh, Uncanny Adventures. It is um, 176 pages of just fun comics, uh, 21 stories from 30 some odd creators from around the world, and uh, a good healthy dose of folks from Colorado. So we wanted to get a a local voice represented uh, for sure.
0: Very cool. So where did the idea of this spring? Did you just ask for submissions, and you? made a compilation
1: exactly we uh put ads in local comic shops all over town web forums things like that and uh yeah had a submission period and then it was a pretty drawn out process since most folks started with submissions so then we went through the scripting and art approval process before putting everything together so it's been about six months in the making and we're debuting here at denver comic-con
0: very cool yeah uh so how did you get into publishing comics like this
1: That's a good question. I got tired of, I got tired of other comics. (laughs) And by other comics, you mean just DC? (laughs) I I don't want to say anything about competing publishers, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) The distinguished competition.
1: Exactly. No, I started to feel like modern comics were becoming increasingly grim and dour, and for just too niche a subset of fans, and I really got started to get inspired by Atomic Robo uh, by uh, Brian Clevenger and Scott Wegner, and uh, Mark Wade and Paulo Rivera's Daredevil, and uh, Matt Fraction and David aya's Hawkeye, like fun comics that you know weren't all about people getting raped or murdered and stuffed into refrigerators all the time. So, <laughs> man, you've yeah. been re- you have been reading some dark comics. It- <laughs> <laughs> it's, maybe it's your book choice, Jesse. And, I, yeah, It's very possible. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to represent fun comics again and, uh, you know, just get more stuff out there and be sort of a voice for maybe the, the creators who haven't gotten to the Marvel DC stage yet. So some of that is also creator development we really want to get into.
0: Very cool. Th- that's a great idea because, you know, I agree with you. Uh, I don't know why comics have to be so down all the time.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah. in, I believe in the Big Ten. I, I like grim and gritty comics don't get me wrong but it feels like that's all we're getting to some extent so uh yeah why not why not open it up a bit
0: i agree because you know a part of what appeals to me about it is they should be fun and you can't have fun if you know they're always murder rape (laughs) refrigerators killing people you just can't you know
1: exactly not all comics should be for kids but some comics should be for kids
0: you know i i couldn't agree more so of How many submissions did you get for this uh, anthology?
1: We got about 30 submissions, um, and we had a really good uh, uh, um, uh, quality of... professionalism in the submissions we were getting. So most everybody got in. We had a few on hiatus that wound up getting in uh, a few dropouts along the way. But it was it's actually pretty smooth process in that most of the folks who said, I'm going to do a comic of this many pages and you're going to have it by this time, actually got it in. Wow. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that.
0: Very cool. I, so was did you notice by working with uh, people who haven't been published, were they more hungry and more willing Uh, you know take maybe some criticisms or the approval process was a lot easier
1: definitely we we weren't trying to uh to censor anyone but we wanted to keep it relatively all ages friendly say pg-13 or you know or so and uh you know there were a few creators who tend to go a little darker and were super comfortable you know refining things and tweaking and going through the process to do that and, uh, you know, everybody was just super professional. It's uh, a testament to comics creators, I think, that everybody can be uh, super accommodating.
0: Cool. <laughs> I, I can't see you, so I never know if he's going to ask a question. So there's always this, like, weird pause. I'm like, is he going to say something? I don't know. No, no, no. I didn't Fair have enough. one. No, well,
1: I, I should also mention another cool book we have. Um, once people open it up, I think they're really impressed. We have a draw your own comics book it 's uh, fifty pages of uh, blank panels so that we thought it was going to be for kids, but it didn't turn out to be just that way um, so that you know anybody can draw their own comic strips and they rip out you know you can hang them up anywhere um, so it's a lot of fun just for folks who want to do their own comic strips. and uh, That's a really cool idea. Thanks. Uh, people have really liked it once they, you know, start flipping through ideas, start going through their head. I think it's sort of a testament to the fact that comics speak to everybody. I mean, it, it's, it's what Harvey P. Carr said, you know, comics are just uh, 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 ink on paper, you know, yeah. um, uh, words and pictures. So uh, anybody can do them. I, I am certainly no artist.
0: I think that's so <laughs> encouraging to somebody who, you know maybe they want to be into that but like to have a to have blank panels they're ready for them like do literally all you have to do is sit down and draw and that's that's all you need um, exactly I think that's a really great idea
1: right and it you know you can be as professional with pencil and inks and colors if you want or you can go with a crayon or a sharpie or you know uh, whatever will put a mark on paper comics is so broad a tent um we have an instruction page on as the very first page, and I intentionally made it as sparse as possible because I figured for every rule I wrote down, it would lock people in, and I just wanted to be open to everybody.
0: Is there a story or art that you got for this new one that you were impressed with immediately? You said, wow, these guys submitted this, and I they, they got it, and I don't even really have to help them through the process.
1: There were... There were many like that. Um, a couple local guys, uh, Jay Sternitsky and Mateo Cantu, they, uh, they're in the Denver area. They did a story called The Big Adventures of the Little Noah Noah. And just magnificent. Those guys knew every step of the process and understood what I needed, had everything in ahead of time. It was, it was terrific. Um, we do have some international creators. Um, I can't say enough about uh, Davy Siddall, who did our back cover and did a story on the inside called uh, "Shred." Um, just uh, terrific talent, I think he 's going to go uh, go far uh, th- th- at this point i 'm so familiar with all these stories. I can tell you specifically the strengths of each and every one I can sell, <laughs> I can sell that book based on any book uh, any story that you that you point to in there so really happy with that, it
0: that 's really cool so what do you, uh, what do you read? I mean, you mentioned Hawkeye and stuff. do you read anything outside of the stuff you publish and that you're really impressed with
1: absolutely i you know i go to the comic shop every week just like everybody (laughs) and i'm a little behind because publishing uh, the book the book just came out last week so getting everything ready for press has taken up a lot of time so i'm ready to get back into that growing stack yeah Um, you know i read the big two like everybody else and uh, but i try to do a lot of smaller press stuff Um, i can't say enough about atomic robo um, by red five that that book makes me want every book to be Atomic Robo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I tend to drift towards the light, fun stuff, but, you know, there there's room and time for everything.
0: Very cool. Cool. No? No, no I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Everything I wanted to know is good. Where can people find you online, or can we buy your books on Amazon or... Uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, we should be on Amazon shortly. And uh, after the show is over, I'm going to start working on getting into diamonds. So uh, I can't make any, any promises to that yet, but that's on the agenda, uh, as well as comixology. But uh, folks can stay tuned and keep up with uh, updates at eighthwonderpress.com. And uh, I was uh, moderately smart. I bought it spelled both ways, so.
0: Hey, oh, good, good man, good man. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for uh, we, me we really appreciate it. And uh, James got the book, and I'm going to have to go get a copy because yeah, it yeah. looks really it cool. It looks really good. Come on by. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate, it. Appreciate, it. appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the interviews we conducted at Denver Comic-Con 2013. This has been a nebulous Visions production. Thanks for listening. Bye.